Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working. An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, a beautiful Colorado day for a party Friday. That's right. Um, Chuck and Julie, true straight up, uh, brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com and Denver Cinegenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. For um, party Friday, we were going to wear our Let's Go Brandon t-shirts, but they're not here yet. So instead, we just decided to do matching blue. (laughs) We did not coordinate that. I guarantee you, you will never see me and Chuck in like, or you know those families, and this is nothing wrong with this not not we're not saying it's wrong <laughs> just like you know heroin could be okay for you in the right circumstances <laughs> the families that wear like all the matching pajamas like alec baldwin's family does it i'm just saying yeah. the matching pajamas at like halloween or something in christmas and, and and I, gen- like, oh, I generally yeah. think they ought to be investigated <laughs> yeah <laughs> you will never see that from the bonniewell family or if you do if you, you, do, you know. need to come rescue yeah. one of us because the other has been taken over by an alien and particularly if we have tiger our dog in the same <laughs> And also dropped <laughs> us on a little tagger sweater. Yeah, yeah. Hey, anyway, hey, a lot going on today. There's, there's always so much to talk about. We have two great guests um, coming up. Um, first, um, we have Patrick Wood. He is with Stop Technocracy. He's the founder of Citizens Free Speech, Citizens for Free Speech. He's an author and a journalist. And we wanted him on to come on and talk about this whole Facebook thing, the metaverse. If you're not worried about it, you should be. Right. You might just kind of gloss over and if say, If you don't have any other worries, we'll give you a new one. That's Right. <laughs> and if you're already ditching your Christmas pictures that you were going to send us, don't worry. No judging. Um, um, we're going to talk to him about that, though, because I think when I first saw that, I'm like, OK, this is bad. This is like really, really bad. And at 330, we're going to have Bruce Baker, one of the winners. Uh, it's not official yet, so oh, you yeah. never know with with our Dem friends. Um, but uh, going to report on one of the big victories and not reported much. The Republicans took back the city of Westminster, at least unofficially, and we'll get the skinny on on all of that and and what it takes to win in Colorado if you're a Republican. That's right. But first, we do have Patrick Wood with us. Hey, Patrick, thank you for your time this afternoon. And thank you for joining Chuck and Julie. I'm pleased to be with you both. Thank you. So as we said earlier, when we were when we were introducing you, the founder of Citizens for Free Speech, which is totally appropriate on Facebook, um, an author, a journalist, an economist. Maybe let me have you start out explaining to folks who maybe haven't seen Ready Player One, which is, I think, the best explanation of the you know metaverse that I've seen. It's a kids show. Um, what Facebook is trying to do part one, and then part two, why I believe, and I think you do too, we should all be pretty alarmed about this. Well, we should be. There's a huge sea change taking place right now. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg did not invent the concept of the metaverse, but he wants to be the IBM, if you will, of the development of metaverse as it moves forward. There have been actually dozens of companies that have already poured in hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Zuckerberg is upping the ante with several billion dollars invested in creating the metaverse. The idea is that you can put on your your magic goggles and step out of the world that you live in and enter into a fantasy world, if you will, created by artificial intelligence and software developers that will allow you to create an avatar of yourself that will be transportable. In other words, wherever you show up in a different game or a different room or you go to an electronic store, if you will, inside the metaverse, you will appear as you. You'll recognize your friends. You'll be able to talk to people and converse with them. This is what Ready Player One was all about. The poor guy that that was uh, the hero of the story lived in squalor. Right. Uh, lived in a slum, and all of a sudden he puts his goggles on and he moves into the metaverse and he's a, a hero. He's a big shot. And right. uh, he can just live out all of his fantasies within the metaverse instead of actually facing the reality of his own slum. 
I mean, to take it a step further, it's the matrix, I think, where you're all kind of plugged in, right? And um, only you get to like have controllers. And a couple of questions for you. One is, um, I mean, we play because we have a 10-year-old. And so, um, you know, we played around a little bit with the virtual reality. To me, it, it, it's not very good yet. I mean, I think that would be, you know, a, a big thing. I know the Oculus Quest is sort of an improvement, um, but it's still, it's kind of like wearing weird 3D glasses. Do you think they have, the? If, but if they can snaz that up, do you think they have the ability to do that? I think then it would be really much more competitive. Well, they do and they are. And as I said, when you put billions and billions of dollars towards something, you're going to see results. And yeah. uh, I noticed this morning on Technocracy News that even the World Economic Forum is buying into this uh, this concept of, uh, of the metaverse. And, I, you know, I think uh, that the tech world figures this is the reinvention of the Internet, that life in the future will take place in the metaverse not just on the internet staring at a computer screen. You'll actually be stepping into the computer screen, if you will, uh, to live your life virtually inside the system. What about, you know, I know, like I said, our son, he buys, he spends his real allowance money for Roblox stuff, for Fortnite stuff. Um, I can see. Well, even, I- even does, you know, he says, oh, boy, I get to have a new, uh, new costume. And so he buys costumes. New skin new skin on his on his games and stuff and and uh you got if it was a you know if it was julie she spent <laughs> we'd all be bankrupt <laughs> I mean. well i mean it's, it's but as i understand it too one of the things they want to do is get their i mean i guess a cryptocurrency is sort of all part of this too they want to get their own essentially economy going right they do want to merge the physical economy with the metaverse economy this is of course what I think what interests the World Economic Forum in particular. But imagine, uh, if you will, that uh, the service that we know as Yelp, which right. is where you can go and search for restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Imagine if Yelp were in the metaverse and when you were ready to order some food or whatever, you could step into the metaverse, drive your, um, your whatever, your uh, AI car down the street that you know and understand from reality Go down to that Domino's pizza, walk up to the counter, look at the menu up, up above it, all virtual, of course. Order a pizza online with your avatar, pay for it online, and then 20 minutes later, there's a knock on your door with your pizza. Yeah, it's uh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> The practical side of the metaverse and the well, physical economy. Well, what's even scary about that is so again, as, as you know, and I recommend everybody if you want to see what we're talking about, go watch Ready Player One. It's actually kind of a fun movie, anyway. But you don't know who the other people actually are, right? Like you said, you meet your friends, but you have no idea who the friends are. I mean, I can see massive amounts of manipulation, right? So you're ready to go to dinner, and your friend says, "Hey, I think you should go to Chick Fil A." Well, in real life, your friend is sitting inside a, you know, he's a Chick Fil A manager. Right. Um, and you think he's your friend just telling you, I mean, well, but, but what, what, you know, it sounds wonderful. It's, it sounds absolutely great. You get, you, you know, you could have dates with supermodels and, and uh, they wouldn't hate you and all that stuff. I mean, why, why should be terrified? What's the terrifying part? <laughs> Chuck, Chuck is going to get gone. He's going to go. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Part of the terrifying part is there's no law in the metaverse. Who's going to, who's going to enforce or even create any laws for that matter. It's basically going to be anything goes. And there will be really no, well, there could be some monitoring, you know, Facebook gets into it, but. Yeah, you're concerned if you just get arrested right away. Yeah, knock on your door and it's it's local FBI unit. (laughs) Well, think think about a crime like this. Does a virtual crime become a physical crime under any circumstances? Let's say that a bad guy uh, in the in the metaverse goes and robs a store. Now there's actually games where you do that oh, yeah. right now. You know right. where you rob a store. You're not punished for it. You do it, and it seems to be okay. But Grand Theft Auto, well, right? The, Grand Theft Auto. Like, right. We watch our kid carjack somebody. I'm like, no, 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 no. Gets a carjack, gets money, and heads <laughs> then to he the goes strip to the club. Casino, yeah. <laughs> and strip club. <laughs> you stop. That's that. right. So you could, you know, you can kill people in a game, quote unquote, and blood spurts out, but they're not really dead. But you don't get charged with a crime. Let's say a pedophile goes into the yes. metaverse. Yes. And he has relations with a mythical, uh, you know, AI created uh, young person. 
And it's not a real person. It's a young person. You know, it's, it's a, just an image, just an, uh, an avatar. Uh, it, can he be charged with a crime? Yeah. Under existing law? No. Whoa, There'd be no crime. Whoa, whoa, no, that's not that's true. Perfect. What do you think downloading, what's considered downloading child porn is? I mean, that's, that's, those are, are, are images. That's all they are. And they're made up, but you downloaded them and they come after you. And well, you. but you got, I think, but you're right though. It's tricky because what if the person at the other end is, is an adult, right? So it's just a pretend kid. It's not a real kid. So well, whether the pictures well, are pretend and, kids, and, no, in not real pornography, kids. it has to be a real kid. No, it doesn't have to be a real kid. They can, oh, you know, okay. you can, Breaking up. lots of 18 year olds look like 12 year olds and that's who they can get, but it's still a crime. I mean, I mean, you know, and everything's a crime these days. I mean, but it's not getting vaccinated is a crime now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder could we do that? Could we get vaccinated in the uh, in the in the metaverse and have that count? Well, what what about then too? As you said, that I mean, and one thing that should alarm us is I think a lot of people know even with Zoom, um, which we use here for this show and on the internet, um, sex is really one of the biggest uses of all of it. And I think you're right. That in and of itself is is terrifying. Um, and we do know people go bad places when left to their own devices sometimes. But what about the, to me, one of the scariest things is, is their ability to manipulate you, like I was saying, without you even realizing, right? What if you have a friend who, I mean, who for, want to, um, wants to manipulate you politically or ideologically or something? They wouldn't do that. I, I, I mean, well, and your friend, like we said, you don't know who your friend really is, right? I mean, it could be Mark Zuckerberg trying to get you to sign up for more of his stuff. No, try to influence an election. That's what yeah. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. would be up to. Uh, you're you're right. The, the the metaverse would know more about you yes. than you ever knew about yourself. It will know every subtlety of your body, every subtlety of your reactions, your emotions, your mood, uh, the things that uh, you know they can tell with with AI analysis, especially what you're thinking, like what right. you're intending to do, mm. and they can manipulate that. Once they have that knowledge, they can manipulate that and present to you scenarios, situations, subtleties in your environment, uh, virtual environment stuff that would cause you to, to, to be nudged, if you will, to do something that you would not have otherwise done. This is what has been going on anyway during this past election, or even before that, like with right. Google skewing search results and stuff like that. The metaverse would perfect that, um, right. that kind of thinking. And that makes it alone very extremely dangerous, very dangerous, because people will never know they're being manipulated. Right. Well, as you said, the way I understand well, uh, it, well, let me just finish. The way I understand it, one of the other dangers is, so you put this on, so it's not, what they do now is they collect data by seeing, well, how long do you, how long do you stay on before you click off, right? What do you click on? That kind of thing. But here, they're going to be able to, I imagine, kind of, because I know these, they use these in child sex assault cases where they measure somebody's eye response and heart rate and things like that to certain pictures, right? I would imagine that'd be pretty easy to throw into one of these devices that you have to wear. So it can measure all kinds of, I guess what would the word be biometric responses. Like you said, you don't even know that you like that purse, but your eyes kind of widen and all of a sudden, boom, they keep, I mean, I think that's kind of going to be out there too, right? But, but is, is it Wait, like- Wait, let him answer that. No, go ahead. Well, there's there's two aspects to entering into the metaverse. One is through uh, a goggle situation like Oculus, as an example. The other is through the new metaverse smart glasses that are being created right now, where where the glasses will actually act as a heads-up display for items that appear in your actual vision that really aren't there, but they will appear to be there. Um, oh, wow. I would hearken back to Google's game uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, you right. remember that where, where herds of kids were walking around neighborhoods with phones in their hands looking for these Pokemon. They were watching these, watching their phone, which was taking a picture of everything in front of them. All of a sudden, one of these things would appear. They push a button, they capture it, and then they say, oh, I got it. But there right. was competition. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, we're talking with Patrick Wood, who's a tech expert and, and a uh, visionary, uh, helping us, uh, our brave new worlds of metaverse. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, whenever we regulate anything, government regulation and so forth, you know, it, it doesn't turn out better. The, 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 I mean, the internet, somebody has, somebody yeah, money. the internet has not become better 
um, because of government regulation, um, it's usually made worse. And, and the government has more powers. Uh, well, not as much as, as Zuckerberg, but but that has yeah. enormous powers <laughs> and so forth. And are they likely to do good with it? No. <laughs> the government is unlikely to do anything other than enrich those who control the government. All they can do is just uh, job on them and and you know give them a tongue lashing in a in a committee and you know in, uh, in Washington D.C. Yeah. The best they can do. So Patrick, what do so, you? So do you think the regulation of the metaverse is what we need, or what do we need? Yeah, but uh, or do we have competition. <laughs> so so well, that's the trouble with you know Twitter and Facebook. There is no real competition, um, and with there is no regulation, yeah. right? That's well, right. yeah, but there's there's. If it was regulated by by the by the present administration, it would not be a happy day. Um, so I, I don't know. Is it, is it competition that's really going to allow people to decide what they want to do, or is it having Big Brother do it? Well, I'm sure there will be competition inside the metaverse for your attention. Right. Uh, but the point of the metaverse is that your experience, your personalized experience in the metaverse, nobody can really know what you're seeing and doing. There's no way to tell because it's all in virtual land. So the person next to you or in the house next to you may be in the metaverse himself. His experience may be altogether different from, from yours because it's catered by him and for him. And so a million, a million people at a time in the metaverse all having different experiences, there is no way to regulate the, regulate the content or the outcome of the content. Uh, from the outside of the system, if you understand what I'm saying. It's all right. in silicon. It's all in the computer. Nobody else right. can really see what you are seeing unless they're you. Right. Well, and as I guess you could, you know, the, the Mark Zuckerberg will know what you're looking at and what you're watching, and you could go and there. That's a terrifying but it sounds to me like, I mean, on one hand, some of this is kind of cool. There are some kind of cool, fun aspects of it. But on the other hand, like you said, there are, I mean, there are a lot of dangers. Let me ask you this one, besides just the manipulation, you look at kids now who, you know, they spend all their time on the phone, right? And they spend all their time looking at stuff. And what to me is alarming, at least when my daughter, we have a 35-year-old, when she was a kid, she was at least texting her friends, right? These kids now, they're just scrolling through TikTok and they have an attention span of like 20 seconds. I mean, to me, another fear of this is, once again, you don't know your neighbor, you just know this fake person who seems like your friend on the on the internet right i mean that's got to me that's concerning too it's going to be a big problem and of course there will be a push for you know real identification within the metaverse i don't know how far that will go or even whether a company like facebook will allow it right but uh but the idea the idea of um having no internal regulations no laws no enforceability etc you're basically turning the world back into the wild west again, where there just really is no sheriff in town. And, <laughs> and the crooks can do what they want, and the good guys can do, do what they want. And uh, you, you know, really Mark think Zuckerberg, that's what government does? You, you think well, government no, no, is no, a no, good no. guy who protects you from the bad well, guys? Sometimes, yes. Chuck. No, it doesn't. It protects, it protects those with political power against you. That's what they do. I mean, you know, Wyatt Earp was, was a saloon owner and a brothel operator and a sheriff. But, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when law and order came to Colorado, we were any better off. In some ways, we're worse off. But that's just yeah, it could be the, the option of not having anybody else involved for regulation, of course, is that we just let Facebook and the rest of them regulate right. themselves. Yeah. We know how that worked out real well. <laughs> we're, we're, all we can hope is it, it doesn't work, right? Well, me, I have another question for you. We're talking with Patrick Wood here, uh, founder of Citizens for Free Speech, which we're going to talk about in a second here. I noticed, though, that Facebook, he's hiring like 10,000, 15,000 people in Europe to start this. Why is he going? Or is it already happening here in the United States? Or why is he going to Europe? Cheaper. Yeah. Well, laws are different in, on different continents and in different countries and so on. Facebook will go wherever they, wherever they need to go in order to uh, minimize the regulatory pain that they're going to encounter when they create something new. And uh, you, you'll be surprised where they might show up. It might be the United States is last, could be yeah. China's last. On the other hand, China could adopt this like crazy. I don't know. 
Well, and then twist it to their own purposes, right? I could see China. I mean, boy, if you're in China, you don't want to say anything to your avatar other than like, don't you love China? You know, because who knows what you're talking about. Well, they say to. They go, they're going to Europe. You always think, oh, they're going to Germany and France. No, they're not. They're going to, they're going to Romania. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're, they're going to is, the Ukraine. And this is um, from one of our callers, our listeners. They can, chat, they can chat with us, Patrick. He says, wait, can we beat the crap out of politicians and not go to jail? <laughs> yes, Barney. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> well, what what do you see? I mean, is it a situation now where, I mean, is this like decades away? Is this like months away? Where and how do you see this developing? Well, it's happening right now to some extent because developers are working on it. So they're using people for testing uh, the, the technology technology that they have today. So I would expect every year there will be major releases uh, from here on. Just, you know, think back to when the iPhone was first introduced by yeah, Apple. Uh, you, you, they had a huge conference and they, they caught it out on stage with the latest and greatest and everybody clapped and cheered, whatever. You're going to see the exact same progression here with the metaverse and Mark Zuckerberg will be up on stage or somebody like him. And they're going to be crowing the benefits of the new stuff that they develop now. And, um, you know, maybe it's a new digital wallet or maybe it's a new, uh, you know, set of wardrobes or architectural tools. Who knows? Right. But um, it's already in operation now and it's only going to get uh, more sophisticated as time goes on. Well, in a way, you're right. Again, watching our son play the video games, all this is going to do real. I mean, because you can choose what world you play in and all that. You choose your skins. You can buy whatever you, you want to do. And all this is going to do is essentially take you, you. You're going to be sitting in your living room, but you're not going to be in your living room anymore. So like you said, a lot of the once I can figure out how to make that visual experience better. I, I mean, the, the groundwork is already there in the games, right? Yes, yes. And, and it is. And you know, we can see the science fiction-y part of it, you know, when you, when you watch a movie like Ready Player One or or even, there's been other things. I remember the movie Tron, I think it was from the yeah. late 1990s. Right. Um, the, the visual graphics and stuff were excellent in those. Of course, it was all staged and it was all, uh, you know, customized just for the movie. But if they can do it for the movie, they can eventually do it in reality too. And it will be that real in the end. And look at some of the more sophisticated uh, uh, games now, especially those uh, the, the shooter-type games. Right. They are so incredibly sophisticated. The people look like the real people. All yes. the equipment, all, you know, all the buildings, they look absolutely real. And it's really hard to tell if you're looking at a picture of a building or you've got some you know, AI representation of a building. Right, right. right. Well, we a final question for you, for me at least. What if, and if you had a magic wand and if you were in charge of the metaverse or the world, what would, what would you do? I'd probably pull the plug. I think I agree with you. (laughs) Patrick, where can people find out more? um, Look into your organization for, you know, for free speech, which is important. Find out more, read you, um, all that. Absolutely. My professional site is technocracy.news. That's where you can find out all all things about what we're talking about here. Uh, Our nonprofit site is citizensforfreespeech.org. And I'll tell you, time is a waste in, in America. Because free speech and the First Amendment are under egregious attack right now all over the country with censorship and and false news, propaganda, you name it. We're getting slaughtered. We need to maintain the ability to communicate. That's what the First Amendment was all about, communication. So we're trying to rise up, uh, raise up an army of, uh, of activists to defend our rights to free speech in this country. All right. Well, That's great. Yeah, well, having been goal. banned from YouTube and regularly in Facebook jail, we applaud you. So, so Patrick, thank you so thank much you, for Patrick. your time. Thank you, Patrick. This is fascinating. Just fascinating. My pleasure, guys. Take care. All Bye-bye. right. Patrick Wood there. Yeah, I think this is, um, oh, what, wait, old man with a stripper in the Val Kilmer movie having seizures. <laughs> well, I mean, like to me, it is, it's there, there are it's cool in some ways too, but I, I kind of, I mean, the tragedy is you can't pull the plug, right? It's there. It's already out there. It's they're working on it. But the, the, to me, the really scary thing is 
you know, you'd rather have somebody like Mother Teresa involved in it than Mark Zuckerberg, right? Does anybody anywhere think Mark Zuckerberg? Do you really is, know well, everything about Well, Mother no, that's Teresa. a good point. You'd find out she'd be like, you'd find out she'd be. Yeah. Oh, I got a little power. Um, but I mean, it's, I think that, that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, um, Jack Dorsey, these guys. Have, Any human who gets lots of power. You know, power right. corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know? I, I mean, you just, if you can just go down the rabbit hole, people can form countries. People can do, I mean, it's just ugly and like you said well, do you, yeah, do you, do you I, just think that every other avatar you meet isn't going to be an fbi agent you, you know a real FBI <laughs> i mean agent. a real yeah, fbi yeah, agent yeah, right. right not right. pretending to be an F- pretending to be somebody else yeah. i mean look what they do already online i mean well, they're always about- trying to you know get sex offenders somehow to respond to them on phones or everything else and they still do that as a way of prevention but uh, you know they've over a lot of times you read these things where they're really just Enticing. Well, and here's the thing, too. You look at the government. I mean, you know, yeah. they can't even handle teenagers sexting. The laws can't keep yeah, up with right, that, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, they can't. Can you imagine you've got, we're going to let, what, you know, Adam Schiff, Larry Nadler, oh, Larry try Nadler. to kind of navigate the he way through it. what should or shouldn't oh be done God. in the in the oh Nancy Pelosi in the metaverse. AOC. It's like, well, yeah. well, I mean, but I mean, it's so complicated right and and horrific they're horrific people uh, so we're going to talk though because that's scary Um, that's scary never mind about that we should have done it for halloween we're going to switch gears at 3 30 and talk to um bruce baker um and once again celebrate what a great day it was tuesday across the country and and then you know for all the things we say about colorado and there's no hope actually we saw some great signs of hope in colorado you didn't see any great sense oh, of hope John, in Colorado. No, we did. You saw an election in which they didn't bother to overly manipulate it. Wait wow. till 2022 where you want to find out how uh, good it is when when uh, uh, Polis will have $30 million for ballot harvesting. Well, yeah, because he's not paying any taxes for, for yeah, goodness sake. Right. Leo was like, what's the price of gas in the metaverse? I think <laughs> It's going to depend on, on it's going to depend on your politics, Leo. If yeah, you yeah. if you have a Trump sticker on your car, it's going to be a hundred dollars a gallon. Right. If you have a Biden sticker, it's going to be free. Yeah. And Barney says, "Good one, Leo." <laughs> you know, hey Thomas, if you want to go ahead and call Bruce Baker, we yeah, can. That'd be great. We can go ahead and get him on. But what was good? Well, I, I think you say something to all the people who would say, "Oh, Colorado's purple." It's like uh, that was not a purple vote. Um, and as you just pointed out, left alone without manipulation, Colorado voters tend to say no to tax increases unless they live in Denver, where they're crazy. They tend to elect conservative school board members. They elect conservative city council members, yes. and not so much. I think anymore, cons- what conservative is anymore, it's not really conservative. Conservative is, hey, we'll listen to you. Oh, your car are constituents. If you're a Democrat anymore, you're like, we're not even going to listen to you. We know what's best for you, even if you don't like it. And we're going to impose that on you. And then we're going to shame you, silence you, censor you, Tax and you. punish you. Yeah, if you don't and do what we say. <laughs> anymore, being a conservative simply means, hey, we think that parents have a say in their kids' education, right? Well, the trouble is, there's so many people who claim to be, no one, Right. You see no Republicans say, I'm a moderate Republican. I mean, you know, uh, does, does Peter go, hey, I'm a liberal Republican now, unaffiliated liberal Republican? No, they never tell you that. Billy says on the show that he's a conservative. You know, no, no. he did. Well, maybe conservative yeah. in, in some other sense. <laughs> well, but I know, but the trouble is all words eventually get 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 expanded people adopt them if they're good and they get rid of them if they're bad. Well, um, I know you're saying it's hard to trust the Republicans, and I get that, but at least electing them is a better step than electing Democrats. And so the voters, um, you know, real quick, my take on on why all, I mean, the LEAP initiative, we haven't even talked about that. I can't believe that went down. And the other ones went down too. I think that voters are just cynical right now. And voters are like just saying, uh, no, if you want to ask me something, I'm just going to say, no, not going to increase taxes. I don't understand the LEAP thing. No, don't you think? I don't well, that think- was a good deal. I mean, you know, talk about manipulation uh, through the Republican Party and its great elected former leaders. Um, and and it's just amazing. Just amazing. Um, this is from Charlene. LOL. No one says vote for me. I'm a moderate. I'm a moderate Republican. No. no. Um, yeah. What about the wipeouts on the initiatives? Oh, and then we got Bruce with us. Real quick, Charlene. I just think the wipeouts on the initiatives I, I do. I just think that was voters saying, I don't really like government right now under Joe Biden. And I'm just going to say, no, 
Um, I'm, I don't understand this proposition. I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think that voters said, oh, I don't know. I think this LEAP initiative isn't really going to help kids. I just, I just don't think that. And we'll Too explore bad, that. Too bad, because it's not going to help It's kids, true. But. but I just think voters were in a no-saying mode. Which is a good mode. I mean, they quoted down tax increase proposals all around the state. Right. And I think you're right. D- just say no is a better thing. All right, so we have Bruce with us. Uh, Bruce is a former city councilman um, in, in uh, Westminster, where we live. It's the fifth largest city in the state. Uh, we've got about 120,000 people, um, a little short of that. Um, and Bruce has been a person who has been calling out the alarms for ever since we moved here. Right, years. <laughs> um, and he just got uh, unofficial tallies, reelected um, to, not reelected, but elected once again uh, to the uh, City Council of Westminster, along with a new mayor, Nancy McNally. And so Republicans, and I think, Bruce is now not affiliated, but he's he's, he's uh, certainly not a progressive, not a progressive. Um, and so, Bruce, congratulations, or at least tentative congratulations. Well, thank you. It is a wonderful, wonderful day for me, especially <laughs> Tuesday. That was a great day. Really? Why don't you explain, Bruce? I mean, it happened not just in Westminster, but Westminster is an example. I mean, a lot of Aurora, a lot of places were essentially flipped from very progressive to the more whatever your party affiliation, non-progressive candidates. What do you think it was going on? Well, I'd be careful in making two broad sweeping statements. Uh, because I really don't know what the agenda was in Aurora, except that they they were pretty dysfunctional. And again, people don't put reasons for it. Now, my opinion of what happened in Westminster okay. is it was about the price of water, yep. all the dead and dying lawns, and all the apartments being jammed into the city. And most of us in Westminster, I think, moved because we wanted a suburb. Right. We wanted right. a quiet, peaceful, prosperous suburb. Right. Well, I know you're right on one kind of this. You know, there's a, some neighbors I see every morning when I walk our dog. And one of the women, women that I talk to all the time, she's, she's a Democrat. And she was glad she voted for you. She said, we elected the people who sign you had in our, your yard, Julie. And I said, good for you. And she said, water. She said, she said, I didn't even care about anything else. She said, you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum. But I mean, the city, the progressive Westminster City Council skyrocketed the water rates to try to make us all not have water anymore for no particular reason just they, no, don't, they don't like lawns they don't like lawns no they don't they think they think zero escaping they don't like lawns don't like cars don't, don't like, like suburbs yeah, yeah exactly don't, don't like, like people <laughs> but, but i think it's well, it's well true. They, they don't they um, like they, they, you know I, I think it's important because you know we heard last night we had Christy Burton Brown, and, and she's saying, well, okay, here's what people vote for in our commitment to Colorado. This is bland, no. nothingness. We're for safety. Uh, we're for affordability. We're for school choice. I mean, you know, you have to get down to specific things. Yeah, we're against what, masks. Yeah, we're against critical right. race theory. We're for lower water rates. Right. Well, yeah. the contract with America, which, you know, the commitment was sort of taken from you know had had 10 laws you're going to pass the minute they got hold of congress and they had all these reforms and everything else it wasn't just bland oh yeah everyone people like safety well oh, <laughs> no. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but you have to get something where where people see it and 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 thank god you know they first tried the trash removal con uh, on everyone <laughs> yes uh and then they they honed in on on their water weight extortion um and it's it's um you know i I was trying to figure out why i cared so much about this election other than i really like bruce and and i live in the town and and all that and i finally figured out why i care so much (laughs) he's cared believe me um i've never lived in a town controlled by republicans ever i was born in new york city I'm born in New York City, lived in Aspen, lived in Boulder, lived in Denver. I've never lived in a city controlled by Republicans. And and here's an, another huge bonus to me. It's Republicans 
but they're not Republicans like Herb Atchison, the former mayor. Fake, yeah, fake Republicans. Who, who is in, in, well, there are plenty of Republicans in the pocket of developers. So, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all over the place. Um, you can find plenty of those over in Lakewood. Um, we can, oh, yeah, I'm a yep, Republican. True. And, yeah. and, and so as far as I know, um, and I did look at the financial disclosures, <laughs> none of our candidates are owned by, by the Metro Realtors, though their opponents are. I mean, we have, we have people who aren't owned by developers, at least not owned yet. Um, <laughs> Chuck, is being, Chuck is being cynical. Uh, pretty cynical. Chuck, pretty no, cynical. I'm no, saying you're wrong, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't think they're all, all of a sudden all headed over to Nancy's house these days? <laughs> well, um, suppose- they are. Yeah. I think what is so nice is I think this is going to challenge us to the opportunity for for really Republicans to govern and not in this greedy way that so many times Republicans govern. I thought it was really interesting when you read all of the financials, all of the developers and the housing coalitions and all this. They were all in with the other group because they thought they'd win because that's Westminster's history. Well, why wouldn't they think they're going to win? And we had you all and and we contributed money and stuff, but... um... You have a recall, and then and then the recall fails by an overwhelming margin, and so oh, yeah. it did. It did. It got ten thousand yes, uh, ten thousand no, and six thousand yes. Um, Correct. And it, it was it was just it was just so. Uh, I think everybody felt that, that that this one was was probably you, if you had a to get slam favorites, dunk. Yeah, slam dunk. Well, um. here's, this is, I think, what happened. This is a comment from Charlene. She says, maybe the Dems, by pushing too far, will be like the Romans who brought about their own demise, hopefully in this lifetime, LOL. But I think that's exactly... Well, follow the Romans wasn't too good either. Well, <laughs> the dark ages. We're going into new dark age here. Well, at least we can have lawns. Um, but, Bruce, I think one of the underlying things, and, you know, I understand you don't want to make broad sweeping comments, but I can because I'm the podcast host. Um, but you look at the Douglas County <laughs> School Elections and the, and the school boards and some of the other cities where they, you know, Republicans did flip it. Um, I think that the, to me, the underlying thing is citizens know anymore that their city councils, their school boards just don't listen to them and don't care what they think. And I, people wanted to, I think, to put in place politicians who at least said they were going to listen to you. Um, and I think that People are cynical now, and and I think they're going to hold your feet to the fire. But I mean, I think that just had a lot to do with it. People recognizing that the progressive agenda doesn't care what you think, doesn't care what voters think. They only care about social engineering you into their worldview. Well, let him answer that. No, no, I want to. I want to kind of agree with Bruce. To me, it's clear in Aurora what they voted for. They didn't didn't want to become a socialist city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they voted the socialists out, and and they voted who their opponents were, which happens to be conservatives. And that's they just didn't want socialists. It wasn't kind of like Trump or anything else, right? I don't think Trump. Had anything uh, to do in that. Douglas County, they watched what their school board did with mass and everything else, and they they knew what they were voting against, and they knew the people promised mm-hmm. not to have mass, not to have have all these ridiculous ones in in westminster they didn't elect republicans per se they they threw out the old ones because they saw them abuse them of, well, of the apartments and and everything but it's very specific it was very well, in a- each of those cases it's very specific and you want to win an election you better be specific and i know i know there's one council person up up there and i won't say who but but uh when I tried to tell her that her last election, she, she ran out the door screaming. And I said, you know, water, some other things. <laughs> See, here, look, Charlene is saying, let Chuck answer for Bruce party Friday. There you go. <laughs> hey! Chuck always has me. Bruce and I are like, <laughs> we, 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 we know exactly what I mean. Uh, but I, 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 th- I think um, that, that uh, understanding what was well, the victory. It's, uh, all elections are local. Well, they they aren't all local, but but they sure as hell do do with issues that that really mean something to people and aren't just poll tested bland bromides that that the unaffiliates quote unquote approve of. Uh, I would like to add one more really dimension to that. One of the things I really took great joy in in this election is the voters came through because so much of today the voters 
are they've given up. They just because they know government. They think the whole voting size is a waste of time and effort. And so, so many times they don't vote. But uh, I think we got, again, uh, somewhere between a 30 and 40 percent turnout, which is better than most local elections get. And the people found a way to have the optimism that maybe these new guys can do something and let's give them a shot. Well, but, but but let's face it. I mean, it's it, it was it was a close election, I and mean, the mayor's vote was about nine hundred votes out of twenty six thousand. Um, and and certainly the the um, two of the bad guys got elected, um, and one and was both a, of those bad guys, both of those bad guys were backed by huge money. Yes, and there was dark money involved too. Yes, uh, yes. The, just to attack, you know, some of okay the others of us. Uh, and they said nothing but bromides. It's the most bland bromides at all. Even though they, even though I have a hard time believing they believe the bromides. Like this one candidate talked about how we need to get politics out of city races, and yet two of his greatest supporters <laughs> were U.S. congressmen. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I mean, Pearl Mutter, who's who's the represents this area, at least. For right today. Right today. And we'll continue to represent, I guess, the Jefferson County portion. Um, he, he made robocalls to for, for all, all our candidates. What's with that? What's with what is with that? That's weird, isn't it? No. Have you seen that before in city and city council races? Bruce? Yes, the last one well, for mayor. Oh, yes, absolutely. Really, when we had well the recall, he made robocalls to try to defeat the recall. Wow. And they put in big money. And I think that's part of the reason they, well, they thought this was just going to be a slam dunk to retain their. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's puppets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey. And, and, and uh, so let me ask you specifically, I mean, you, you were one of the ones who fought against the, this idea of the new Westminster downtown um, which wasn't a bad idea, but we all know what it was going to be, because that's the way it, you know, Glendale has a, has a property they want to develop with retail. And, and every time they get a developer six months down into it, they go, Oh yeah, well, we really got to make this a, we need more people in there and we need apartments, apartments, apartments. So what's going to happen with the apartment village called the new Westminster downtown? Uh, I don't know that that is going to be one of our biggest. I mean, the challenge is, is uh, what we're going to do with that, because, of course, in the past, this was this. It was a city planner's dream. Yeah. It's these people who went to architecture school, but then instead of going into private business and having to make successful projects, they went into government and got the dream with taxpayers money. And if that fails, they don't care. It's not their money. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's that's. Well, Anil, anyway, right, Charlene is in. Let me be the comments because I agree with her. You know, Anil, and you're right, Charlene. Anil is the one who said, "Go local, go local," yeah. and it starts. Well, you know, and here's the thing, Bruce, where there's hope is we can now hopefully start to do what some of the Democrats have done, and that is build a bench, right? Hopefully, some of you guys, uh, maybe not you, I'm not trying to make you to run for Congress today, but you know what I mean. We have people now <laughs> who can move into other offices because the Democrats, this is how they do it. But when you're in office, you can build a chest. Let me. I, I, what do you guys, let me ask you, because I just can't. Well, let me ask you about a couple Wait, other things. No, 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 because well, no, you had to, all the last call. That was, <laughs> that was all you. Um, but but water rates. But I'm sorry, I'm going to ask him. Okay, water rates. What are you going to do? I mean, obviously, that's a promise. Hopefully, we can change that, Bruce. Yeah. I would love to first heard for first reading on the 22nd of November because we have to give public notices to any ordinance we make, but for the 22nd of November uh, thing to lower the water rates. I mean, uh, and one of the other good guys on council, Rich, really Seymour, has already said what it should be. And I think that's a wonderful idea. Now, I would be willing to delay it two weeks so we can talk to the only two candidates who haven't weighed in that water rates should be lowered to let them make their case as yeah. to why they're too high. I wonder if 
they've changed because their I mind. I think we need to respect them at least that much to give them the opportunity. Well, I but there's no reason for high water rates. Give, give your opponents the opportunity <laughs> to climb up the mat and choke you. You know, that two weeks can be made uh, for, for lawyers and for lots of other people who can get involved. So. Uh, I I, uh, what can I, I say, I Chuck? I'm still somewhat of an idealistic romantic. Yeah, and, uh, make, up so, make up your mind in you a public vote when they have to like that. just vote and let other people know. And how about how about some reasonable parking regulations for these mass units? You, oh, absolutely. Uh, I basically had a couple urgent things on my agenda that I've talked already with several of the council members apart. And the one urgent thing was I want to stop this $1.75 million zero scape of the front lawn of the city hall. Oh, God. I mean, it would take us a hundred years to buy as much water as this $1.75 million useless project is that right. needs to be stopped immediately. And the other one is uh, we need to have reasonable parking requirements for all residential properties and if we're going to change the rules on the developers we need to let them know as soon as possible you need to adopt the laws and they can read the laws you don't give developers time to, to, to adopt you're gonna get sued well, you can have a piano drop on you god get, get developers enough time to get used to no adopt the laws <laughs> Well, you are absolutely knowledgeable in your advice, Chuck, so I will take that into account. Yes, yes. And let me tell you about developers. They always want you to waive whatever parking requirements you have anyway. anyway yes, I've no. never met one except in <laughs> a shopping center. Not one. Make it, them pay for it's the It's 1.25 now and they want it, you know, oh, that's too much. You know, we can't really do that. How about a half a parking space? <laughs> Which is none. Well, they, 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 can, they can get used to it when they put their plans into the city and say, what are the parking requirements? And you kind of go, that's what they are. And they're going to well, go, well, well, we need those waves. And you go, no. Well, tell the city if they want to zero skate, they can do what they force the rest of us to do. And it's just, yeah. just let the yard, just let the grass die. There you go. That'll take care of it really quick for free. Well, Bruce, listen, we'll, we'll let you go now, I think. No, we won't oh. let him go. Oh, I wanted to talk briefly. You don't want to talk about the Russia stuff? No. Okay. I want to talk about Westminster. We got, you know, we're talking to the new councilman. I mean, we, we, got, to, we got to let him get a lot done. Um. So we, we, we've got, you've got a city hall. They work four days a week, purportedly. Uh, I uh, think that's going to be changed too. Well, oh, just, good. I, I agree with you. And then a lot of them will quit and then you'll be all set. <laughs> uh, because I, I had, I, you know, when I controlled Glendale control, when I helped Glendale. Contro no, you guys, that was not a Freudian slip there. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> no, um, that was the truth. Truth straight up. Um, you know, I got rid of half. Okay, of like it is a deal, like it is a deal that government is a service organization. Yeah. And wouldn't you more effectively serve your uh, really clients if you were open five days a week instead of four? Yeah. I mean, the really grocery are stores are open seven, aren't they? Yeah. Small business owners are open seven days a week. And, you know, it's yeah. like, um, well, that's again, you know, if you're in a business that cares about having your customers get there, you're open when the hours work for your customers, not when the hours work for your employees. Yeah, well, that's, they've, they don't <laughs> have that one concept, down. Yeah, they don't have that one down. Uh, but it's, 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 it's going to be, I got rid of half the workforce um, and we were able to build enormous things, parks, uh, river walks, things, just great stuff. Uh, because the city had had been, you know, everybody who's ever worked for a city knows that the first thing you do is create a new position where you hire somebody to do all the things you were supposed to do, and you don't want to do anymore because you just want to play golf and everything else. So it's it's the layers upon layers upon layers there, and you got a you had a great service done to you by the city clerk resigning and the city manager and the city manager resigning, and and I think we've talked about this before, but. You'll spend months and months and months and months and months and months, and you finally find your 
you got the perfect person and two weeks later you find out he's the worst human being ever and this is for Charlene again she's talking about city workers work them like pack mules no offense to pack mules yeah, <laughs> it's well, like, they're, they're well, not city workers would die if they had to work I, I I have more people who are who are in government. They say, I think I'll go out to the private sector. And they go out in the private sector. Well, I had to work all week. I, 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 I get in trouble when I screw yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, they kind of go. Well, I didn't know they, that's what they did to, to people in the private world. Jeez. Well, Bruce, you guys have a lot to get done here. Here we go. Um, and I think you know. When do you get sworn in, Bruce? Uh, I get uh, really Monday night. Really, November the eighth at really eight o'clock in the evening. Wow! But the reception's at seven thirty. So no time for them to challenge and try right. to do a coup, right? No time for them to to find forty million ballots or something. So the last meeting for the city uh, council, as I understand, is at seven, and then they 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 try to screw you up whatever they can get in that last <laughs> time, and then there's supposed to be a reception where the where the 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 people got thrown out. Um, Thank you for your great efforts and, and, and are going to be your good friends for the rest of your life. Anita Seitz will be going, it's Bruce. Um, my good friend. My good friend. I should have listened to you. I, I want to watch that, that reception between the two, the people elected in the, uh, they might, in the, yeah. uh, the other one. Well, no, it's open to the public. Right. It's not. A, no, it's no. Not. I just, I don't know how, how well, everyone will go. It's not well, that I was going to make a I want to watch a human interaction because I, I just love that. I, I love when a revolution is taking place in the in the uh, you have to you have to see what the new world well, is Bruce, but you know again thank you as a citizen of westminster yes, for yes. for the work you did on it because i know you were probably not going to ever get the mr congeniality award because you always were <laughs> you were always being like hey the emperor has no clothes here and to decide to put yourself through that again for a job that does not pay or anything no. nope um, thank you yeah, i mean you. we appreciate the effort and 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 um it does pay, but not much. Well, yeah. <laughs> not as much. Bruce put more well, in. And even more, that. even more, I want better government for myself, and I want better government for my neighbors. And sometimes the only way to do that is to do it yourself. There you go. Exactly. There and the folks go. on the comment line, Bruce, are saying thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for hanging in there, and thank you for your time this afternoon. I'm sure we'll see you Monday. Um, and congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Bruce Baker there. And again, you know, victory is all over the place, I think. And you're right, Chuck, for very specific reasons. But yes. formula for winning, hello, pay attention to the specific reasons. Um, another just really quick good news, we'll get into this next week, the Russia hoax falling apart. I mean, uh, you know, what Rachel Maddow had Peter Strzok on explaining. Oh, she did? Yeah. <laughs> Talk really? about a joke, yeah. And meanwhile, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, that's something to keep track of. The prosecutor, I mean, is he's essentially proving the defense case from what I can read. That's going to be really interesting. I think the country is in a very different place today than it was when they arrested Kyle Rittenhouse and charged him with murder, even though it was clearly self-defense of all the things that could have gone. So we'll be keeping an eye on that, too. Um, that is going to do it. Rhonda, remind everybody, please go to chuckandjulie.com. You can catch all of our shows. Um, you can subscribe to our newsletter. I'll be putting that out this week. Um, and also, you know, thank you to the people who subscribe to us and help us out, um, our patrons of the show. You can get to that if you just go to the bbs.com site and go to the Chuck and Julie show. They have things there too. We all love kinds our of patrons. Things. Oh, yeah. Well, we love you all. Thank you to everybody on Zoom. We thank love you, you, patrons, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to let Chuck talk, talk no, anymore on Party should. Friday. We yeah. <laughs> Particularly when he's in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When I'm in a good mood, you want to prevent that. And thank you to the wonderful folks at BBS. Everybody have a great weekend. We will see. See you all on Monday. Take care.